This is Sunday Morning Magazine with your host, Rodney Lear. And good morning. Welcome back to Sunday Morning Magazine. Remember, more information about the show can always be found on our Facebook page, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. Visit and follow us there. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Rodney Lear on air. Or you can listen to the show anytime you like. Hit your favorite podcast app anywhere you get your podcast and subscribe to Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. On the phone with me now is Ben Feller. He is a communication advisor and former award-winning chief White House correspondent for the Associated Press. Just in time for Father's Day, he's released a heartwarming and relatable story of a father and son. In his new book, Big Problems, Little Problems, it's our pleasure to welcome Ben Feller to Sunday Morning Magazine. Good morning, Ben. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing great, and happy Father's Day to you. (laughs) Thank you so much. It's a special one, isn't it? Yes, it is. Now, Ben, you are a former chief White House correspondent for the Associated Press. Tell us about your role there, and what was that whole experience like for you? Yeah, thank you. It was really a marvelous life experience that I'll I'll have forever. I was in the front seat of the front row of the White House briefing room questioning the press secretary and sometimes the the president himself driving the, a lot of the conversation that happened not just in the White House but in Washington and around the country based on how the president answered my questions and then I had the opportunity to cover the stories of the day for a huge global audience. So it was a really Uh, interesting, challenging, enlightening experience, and also very consuming. So I did it for a long time, and then I decided to make a change and do some other things with my my career, but I'll always cherish that time. Okay, and so you work with President Obama and President Bush, is that right? That's right. I covered the the final part of uh, President George W. Bush's administration and then stayed on when uh, Barack Obama won the presidency, I, I covered uh, his first full term. So I got to really see both of them in action in uh, very, very up close. <laughs> OK. And so explain what that's like, because, you know, very few people will have the experience of riding on Air Force One with a president, traveling the world with a president. Um, what is that like? You know, it's really two things at once. From a journalist perspective, it's hard work and a lot of focus and drive. You're, you're thinking constantly about the news of the day, the right questions to ask, anticipating what the president's going to say, and trying to make news, trying to advance the understanding for, uh, for my audience of what is this guy doing and what is the White House doing and how does it affect your life as a reader. So that was one part of my brain every day. The other part was absorbing the the magic of where I was, because as you said, most people are never going to get to do this. And so I would walk in every day down the driveway of the White House, walk in the front door, go through the briefing room and walked into the little booth where the Associated Press worked. And as you said, I was off and on Air Force One sitting in my seat and there was a little sign there waiting for me. I was in the Oval Office a lot asking the president questions. You'd see the Secret Service. You'd see the the president's pets. You'd see famous people walking through. You'd see the Marine standing out front when the president was on the job. And all of those little touches, I, I pressed myself, do not take this for granted. Do not forget about these things today and years down the line. So I really 
tried to stay focused on the work, but also appreciate where I was. And hopefully I did a good job. And that's a good lead into my next question. So having had the opportunity to work with two presidents, what was the most memorable moment for you? That's a tough one. I think the biggest story I ever wrote was when President Obama chose Sonia Sotomayor to be his nominee to the Supreme Court. And that's a big story, of course. It has a lot of importance to everyday life for so many people. But inside my world as a journalist, it's an incredibly coveted story to break. And everybody in the White House press corps was really trying to get that news. And so it it tapped into deep competition, a lot of stress, and uh, but tremendous pride when I broke that story. And and the bureau chief of the AP said, now you know you can break any story in the world and and hung up on me (laughs) trying to get the story out. And so, uh, you know, I wrote that story for history. And if you're going about your daily life and you see that story on the news, you have no idea who had it first. But that was my job is to be the first person to tell the world what the president was doing. Often didn't do it. There there was tremendous competition in that press corps. But on that day, I did. I worked really hard at it. And I'll always have that as a point of pride. So let me ask you this now. What was one of the funniest things you saw covering President Obama or President Bush whether it was on Air Force One or at the White House, what was one of the funniest things you experienced that you saw during your tenure with the press corps? Oh, yeah, there were funny moments, too. Probably the, the one that comes to mind is, is the one where everybody was having a lot of fun at my expense. <laughs> I was on Air Force One coming home from a trip across the sub-Saharan African continent, and I was very sick from something I ate. I, you know, I hadn't slept well, and we were on our way home. And I was quite sick, but the president decided this was President Bush decided to have a news conference on the plane and the room was packed with reporters. You had the press secretary, the first lady, you had the secretary of state, the chief of staff. They were all packed into this conference room. And the president looked at me and said, feller, you don't look good. Why won't you tell me how you're doing? I said, I have told you I'm doing hanging in there. He said, well, have you vomited yet today? You look like you need to vomit. And 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 the whole room started laughing. When the president's asking if you vomited, that's probably not a good thing. And, uh, you know, so you could probably Google that and my name and and that'll come up. So I I heard the whole laughter of the world uh, ringing in my ears from some very important people. But I kept it together. Asked a serious question, got back on track, and then got home, and I think I slept for three days. <laughs> All right. And in case you're just tuning in, you're listening to Sunday Morning Magazine. I'm Rodney Lear. On the phone with me now is Ben Feller. He's the author of the book, Big Problems, Little Problems. So tell us, let's talk about it. Tell us about the inspiration behind the book, if you will, Ben. Be happy to. Thank you for asking and having me on to talk about it, especially on Father's Day. The inspiration is my son, Sam, who's now 11. When he was little, like a lot of kids, he would get extremely frustrated over things that as grown-ups we think just aren't that big of a deal, whether it was uh, not being able to find a toy for school, not being able to solve a math problem, not being able to zip his coat. And I got into a habit of asking him, is that a big problem or a little problem? And I would take a moment, get down on one knee so he could see me eye to eye. We'd take some deep breaths and I'd help him understand that this is really not that big of a deal. But instead of scolding him or condescending to him saying, don't worry about it. I would try to see it through his perspective, because if you can't solve something as a kid and you've never gone through it before, it is a big deal. It's not a good feeling. And so I took joy that, hey, as a parent, it's all trial and error. This is working. He's actually feeling better. He's starting to understand how to solve problems himself. And so I felt really good about that. And then one day when I was stuck in traffic and I got very frustrated, I lost my own perspective. 
I wasn't moving. I was, I, I was, I was getting more and more aggravated. He was in his car seat in the back and said, daddy, don't get frustrated. He not only had heard my lessons, but he saw that I could use the help. And I thought, oh my gosh, what a wonderful moment that is. I think I want to try to tell people this story. And that's the real inspiration for the children's book. Okay. So you have written award-winning, um, columns and things like that. What was it like Mm -hmm. to write a book? I mean, it has to be quite different. So different. The, the main difference is that it's deeply personal. The, the news I covered was important, and I tried to make it personal for the readers, but it wasn't personal to me. This is a story of my life. This is a story of a bond between my son and I, and this is a story of love and compassion and empathy and it, you know, vulnerability. I put all that into the book. And then I had to figure out the process of how do you get a children's book published? And I, I figured that out. I had to wait for the tremendous work by the illustrator uh, to bring my story to life. And now, you know, the book is available and it's in stores and, and people are starting to see it and feel it and read it to their kids. So the whole experience is so different from my previous life of, uh, of covering news stories uh, because it's uh, personal and also it's permanent. This is a book. It's always going to be here. You know, I hope my son will show it to his kids one day. I hope he'll remember how much fun we had doing this together. Okay. So how does your son feel about the book? You know, it's really interesting to me. He was proud, but kind of quietly proud. When he, he was the first one to open up the box when the publisher sent me a copy, and I could see his pride. I think when it really kicked in for him was when uh, we did a national television interview and he got to have a cameo in it. And then his teachers saw it. He just finished up fifth grade and they, they posted the, uh, the video to the whole classroom, and brought Sam up to the front and took a picture of him. And he just had so much pride in his face that seeing his friends celebrate him, seeing that this is something that other people are taking joy in. I think now he's starting to realize, hey, this is something special. This is kind of a big deal. And that's a great feeling as his dad. Now, Ben, let me ask you this now. What is your relationship like with your own dad, and how did that relationship influence parts of this book as well? You know, my relationship with my dad is great now. He's a different kind of dad. Uh, he's, when I was young, uh, he, he worked a lot, and he was a little bit more old-school, loving guy, but, uh, you know, didn't put as much focus on, you know, showing emotion and talking about things and certainly wasn't the kind of guy you know, to write a children's book about it, but always loved me and cared for me. And now as a, as an older dad and as a grandpa, he's really proud, not just of, of his grandson, Sam, but of me and my ability to, to show other parents what it's like uh, to, to solve problems together. And I think really this is an opportunity to expand the whole conversation around fatherhood. My dad did it one way. I'm doing it another way. Sam will hopefully do it his way when he's older. But I think being a dad, means having compassion, communicating, breathing, showing emotion, showing empathy. You know, that's that's the image of strength of fatherhood that I'd like to show. All right. And again, in case you're just tuning in, you're listening to Sunday Morning Magazine on the phone this morning with Ben Feller, author of the book, Big Problems, Little Problems. For more information on the show, more information on our guests, head to our Facebook page, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. Like and follow us there. Instagram and Twitter at Rodney Lear on air. Now, what is the big takeaway for young readers? What is the big takeaway from this book, Ben? The big takeaway is if you have some patience and you have some perspective, 
you can solve anything. And it's important for parents to explain to kids what is patience means. It means taking the time to understand that you can figure things out. What does perspective mean? It means not everything is a big problem. You figure it out, you solve it, you go about your day. If you have some patience and you have some perspective, boy, life can be easier. And for kids to be able to master that skill, they're going to have so much advantage in their life. There are so much advantage as they move through older grades and become an adult. And I really think that there's a practical takeaway for them that you can solve big problems by turning them into little problems. And, you know, parents need to remember that too. I did. That's partly why I wrote the book. And other parents who have read it have said, listen, there's a message in here for me too. Put the phone down. Don't take things so seriously, right? Even your problems are not that big if you take a little time and, and listen to your kids like I did with Sam. I think it's an important message to hear, especially on Father's Day. All right. And so almost along the same lines, um, Ben, what's the most important thing? You've been a father for 11 years. What's the most important thing you've learned about yourself being a father? You know, it, it's a great question. I can say with complete pride and confidence that, that being dad, being a dad is, is the best thing I've ever done. It's the thing that I'm best at. And, and I can't tell you how good that makes me feel. Um, so, you know, 11 years ago when Sam was born, I certainly hoped that would be the case, but I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> and, and over time, as other people have seen me parent, watched me parent, and now written a book on parenting, the reaction has been, you've got a very special relationship with your son, but also you're trying to do this better all the time. You're learning from your own mistakes. You're trying to do this with some humility and it's a joy to watch you be a dad. And so I guess my takeaway is I'm, I'm very, um, very much a fan of learning from your own mistakes and being a good model, you know, to those who are, who are younger than you. And, and that's been, probably the best lesson of my life and the biggest point of pride of my life. And speaking of pride, you talked about earlier when your son, he was the first person to open up the box of books and to see the cover for the first time. What is it like for you to have this book out and available to the world? How proud are you of this project? I am tremendously proud of this book. You know, that's part of being a dad and being where I am in, in my life you're allowed to celebrate wins. You know, in the book, we celebrate the little wins because those small moments add up. And right now I'm feeling really good about the book. It's, it's, it's bringing smiles to people's faces. People are sending me photos of them reading the book to their young kids. And boy, I can't tell you how good that makes me feel. So I hope you feel that way as well. And your listeners do. All right. Well, we're out of time this morning. Ben, if our listeners would like to find out more about you, if they would like to get a copy of the book, if they would like to find more about the book, how can they find out more? They can go to my website. It's bigproblemslittleproblems.com. You'll find all kinds of places to buy the book. You'll see the, the story of, of Sam and me. You'll see uh, a classroom guide if you're a teacher and you want to know how to use the book. It's really easy to find everything there. But I just want to say happy Father's Day to you. Thank you for having me on. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to you. We've been speaking to Arthur Ben Feller. Again, the title of the book is Big Problems, Little Problems. Well, that's it for this edition of Sunday Morning Magazine. Again, for more information on the show, reach out to us on social media, Instagram and Twitter at Rodney Lear on air, or like us and follow us on Facebook at Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. Well, that's it for this edition of Sunday Morning Magazine. I'm Rodney Lear. Until next week, 
be encouraged. Happy Father's Day. Listen to Sunday Morning Magazine no matter what day it is. Use your favorite podcast app and subscribe to Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear today. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.